This is a production from the Yak Podcasting Network. The home for your growing sonic map of local voices united in their commitment to the best in podcasting. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to From the Felt, brought to you by the Texas Card House. My name is Ryan Crow, and I'm your host, along with Sam Von Kennel and Mr. Bill Hewer. Guys, how are you doing today? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing great. Hello from hot and humid Houston, Texas. Hey, Ryan, we're doing good. We're down here in San Antonio at SA Card House, which is probably the second best card house in the state. <laughs> Of course, of course. Yeah, well, we we, uh, we actually have a very special guest with us today that we'll introduce in just a little bit, uh, Mr. Foster Hearn, who is one of the owners and operators of SA Cardhouse. Um, but guys, how, how's your last week been? You, uh, Bill, you still uh, kicking butts in those tournaments? You know, I've, I've uh, taken a little break from tournaments. Uh, as you know, my dad's uh, terminally sick, so I, I got to spend some time with him last week. And uh, I've just been kind of uh, laying low for right now, letting other people win these tournaments for a change. <laughs> It's very nice. I, I, yeah, I know it's it's I, you know, doing my part, but I will yeah. be back this week, uh, hard and heavy because I do need to get my practice in for the uh, the championship at the end of the month. That two hundred thousand dollar guarantee that's coming to Texas. Very nice, very nice. How about you, Sam? Yeah, that's the whole reason why I'm down here in San Antonio. Is uh, they've got a pretty de- decent sized tournament going on down here, one hundred and fifty k guarantee that. I'm helping Foster out by making sure they hit that guarantee. <laughs> came down here yesterday, fired a couple bullets, brought a few friends, and none of us came back with bags. So we'll try try day two, try day one. Very cool. Yeah. So um, so coming up later this month, we have the Texas Poker Championship Series, two hundred thousand dollar guarantee, which actually is going to be hosted day ones at both the Texas Card House in Houston and Austin, as well as SA Card House. Uh, we also have a club out in Midland. Uh, that's Kojak's Poker Club, and we also have a club in El Paso, House of Kings, that are all going to be part of that uh, Texas Poker Championship Series. And so really exciting. Day one's all across the state, uh, and then the finals, the day two, uh, will be on September 29th in Houston. So very excited about hey, that. Ryan, hey, Ryan, did I hear a rumor that there might be a second club in Houston that might be taking part in that tournament? Potentially. We're talking to some other clubs right now. Uh, that would be kind of a last-minute ad. Uh, if, they can, if they can get open uh, in time, then yes, then that, that's a possibility. But we're still working on that. But uh, nothing to announce yet, but hopefully we will soon. Sounds good. How are things going in Houston lately? Um, it's really getting busy in Houston. The, uh, the, the spring location is getting busier and busier every day. In fact, it's so busy that we're, we're hiring more dealers. So anyone listening, if you've got some... Uh, awesome dealing skills and you'd like to be part of the team, uh, give me a call. You can email me at bill at texascardhouse.com and uh, shoot me your information and I'll hand it to the GM myself and we'll, do, we'll be doing some auditions soon. So that's how busy we are. We're already starting to hire and bring on more, more dealers, which is a good sign. Very cool. Yeah, I know the tournaments have been getting really good showings. We, uh, hopefully those cash games will continue to grow. So very, very good stuff. Um, well, today, what I wanted to do was obviously introduce our guest, uh, Mr. Foster Hearn from SA Cardhouse, uh, hear a little bit about his club in San Antonio, and then really dive in and talk about the Social Card Clubs of Texas, which is a, a nonprofit organization that, that Mr. Hearn, myself, and Sam uh, helped form. Uh, so, uh, Foster, how are you? Hey, Ryan, guys. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate y'all looking out and t- keeping me up to date with what's going on over in Houston now. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. How, how are things? How, how's life and how's the poker world going down in San Antonio? San Antonio's great. San Antonio's growing. They're a strong poker community here in San Antonio. So 
everybody and their dog loves the game uh, and are very happy to have places to play it now. And we've grown tremendously over the last couple of years. Uh, we're having a big tournament this week in our Labor Day blowout. Uh, had a hundred fifty thousand dollar guarantee, and it looks like we're going to come in a little over two hundred and five, two hundred ten thousand in the prize pool. So, pretty big turnout for the Labor Day weekend. Very nice. Uh, what do y'all? What's the what's the entry amount on that? <clears throat> entry is a three forty buy in and a one fifty add on after the sixth level if they wanted to to do that. And it was re entry tournament as well. So today, I think we've had about two hundred and twenty entries uh, right before the break. Uh, our largest day, of course, a day before uh, day two tomorrow. So it looks like we'll be coming back with around, you know, six full tables tomorrow for the day two final. And this was three day one starting flights for this one? Yeah, three day ones. We started Friday uh, at two o'clock and then, of course, Saturday and today at two o'clock as well. How many people, it's a little too early to tell, but how many people do you expect to come back into day two? I know you guys bagged around 10%. Uh, looks like it's going to be about six tables, Sam. That's a good day too. Hey, Foster, I'm curious, is is the number of people that are playing your tournaments right now about average? Is it below what it was before May 1st, or is it well above what you expect it to be at this time? Uh, I would say it's a little bit above. We have more people coming out now because they were worried for a second there. We were we were picking up speed pretty strong. Uh, the incident happened back in May. Uh, some were worried, but you know, the Texas poker community is a very strong community. With that being said, they all talk to someone who knows someone who's from somewhere from Houston, Austin, San Antonio Valley. Uh, and, and they all seem to be, uh, quite enthusiastic from the, uh, charges being dropped. Yeah. Awesome. That's good to hear. I have a question for you, Foster, and it's, you know, kind of goes all the way back to day one that you're the first other poker club owner that we've had on this podcast and you're also one of the you know the first to the you know, san antonio area there, there are a couple others before you but you've certainly taken over and dominated the scene you know what made you want to jump in you know from besides watching what we were doing in austin and 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 wanting to be on the forefront but like what was the real turning point for you to jump on board and say i'm going to do this myself uh when you ask that question are you talking about the escot or are you talking about the card room just the card, card room itself, S.A. Card House, yeah. Oh, I, uh, I, I was a uh, traveler of poker. Uh, I enjoyed playing everywhere all over the state, my partner and I did. And uh, I played at a card room that's no longer in business here. Uh, they uh, made a couple of mistakes one time when I was playing there. And, and uh, kind of uh, one of the guys told me, open up your own card room and fix this. And so we did. Uh, we're all about taking care of people. We're all about a service. We're a service industry. We want to take care of our club members. Uh, you know, when you have a private club, that means everything to everybody. And we have players that enjoy coming in here. I mean, we just keep it nice, friendly, and family-like. Uh, we talk to one another. We know about grandkids. We know about children. We know about them uh, going off and joining the military. So, I mean, it's, it's a large family right here in San Antonio for us. That's awesome. Yeah, I know when I started, we were doing the exact same things. You know, it's it's about building those relationships first, and then getting getting customer loyalty. And I know as a player, I, I've come down here before I even met you. I'd come and, and visit some of the other clubs opening up, and and by far, I mean, when I walked into SA Card House compared to some of the other card houses in the area that I've been to, this one stood you know high high above all the others. We had a mutual dealer that would deal for me on some days and deal for you. And he, he told me, he said, you got to go meet Foster. You know, he's, he's one of a kind. They're doing it right. And 
I'm, I'm glad he introduced the two of us because, yeah, you, you absolutely are. I, I like your operation quite a bit. I appreciate the accolades, but I don't know if that guy was a dealer, but he was a kind of good dealer. But we sent him back to Austin. <laughs> yeah, I'll have him any day. I'll have him any day. <laughs> so what got you, what got you involved in poker? Where did, where, where, where did your poker life begin? Actually, my uh, oldest son got me involved in poker now. Um, I was living in Houston, and he told me, check out this site, and it was called Party Poker. So I started playing online and losing quite well. And uh, come to find out, it was just the beginnings of my uh, great endeavor in the poker world. We uh, moved back from Houston to West Texas, and everybody out there thought they played poker, and I'd been playing a lot higher stakes. And it was uh, it was kind of fun. I mean, it's, it's nice when you're above the crowd and you know what you're doing, and they're still figuring it out. So... I taught everybody a lot of games out West that they didn't play before, like Omaha and high low and big O and things like that. So, you know, it was, it was to my advantage and I loved it and uh, used to play at the family table. None of my kids play anymore. Of course they won't play with me. <laughs> Became a pro and, and got them out of your game. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. As we all become pros at one point in our lifetime in our own eyes. <laughs> Correct. So I want to kind of take a step forward and kind of talk about how the origins of how the Social Card Clubs of Texas came to be, which it actually originally started with uh, the two primary clubs, or, or actually were three primary clubs. It used to be Post Oak, uh, SA Cardhouse, and Texas Cardhouse. Or two of two of those, of course, still being around, Texas Cardhouse and SA Cardhouse. Kind of go back to, so before, before we started, Scott, um, kind of curious to hear your thoughts on like what you guys have been looking to do, um, what kind of you know, brought you to the table when we decided to do something like this and kind of talk about your mindset and like, you know, and what needed to be done in order to kind of get poker uh, on the up and up in the state of Texas? Well, first and foremost, I mean, we read the law as well as most people have. Uh, Everybody in Texas loves poker. I mean, it's a proven fact. Southwest Airlines flies to Vegas more than anybody in the world. Uh, With that being said, we wanted it to be legal here. We're all tired of the underground rooms. We've all seen them or been near them or played in one at one point in life. Uh, That's not what players want. Players want to be able to come out, socialize, enjoy it, and not worry about the legalities or the illegal illegal activities going on. Um, So with that, my partner and I, uh, Sammy Nooner, we, we looked at just being the most upfront business structure you've ever seen. Uh, We're, we're open to the world. I mean, it doesn't matter. We know what we do. We pay all our sales taxes. We pay all our employees W-2. We did not want to skate around the fine lines because we're an established business. We are a private club and we wanted to help the private poker club scene as well. Um, so with that, then we saw what Escott was coming up with. That's that's huge. We were talking to people at the, the state capitol already. We had already visited with a few. We wanted to know how they felt. Um, I mean, there's there's games everywhere. We all know that. So uh, people that work for the state of Texas play poker at the state capitol. So, you know, maybe not in the state capitol, but around it. So poker is a, a great time to socialize and and get to meet new people and do what you want to do. And we just want to have it available for us Texans. So we have that opportunity. Yeah, I, I agree. I couldn't agree more. And I, I know one of the things that came up quite a bit when we originally were talking together, um, uh, we first kind of came up with the idea to start this association was the fact that, you know, 
the Texas Card House in Austin had been in business for a while. You guys had been in business for a while in San Antonio. And one of the major issues we were running into were the fact that there were a lot of competing clubs doing things um, that we did not view as legal within the model. And so uh, I think that was another major factor when we got together. I know that was something that concerned you all as well as, hey, you know, it, it sucks because, you know, you do certain things that you have to do to say legal and the players don't necessarily like it. Uh, and then another club goes and doesn't do it, even though it's, it kind of curbs the law a little bit and they're, and they're, and they're stepping over that line. You know, the, the, there's, it puts you in an awkward position because you know, you lose customers to these clubs that are catering to their needs, but they're doing it in a fashion that probably wouldn't be viewed as legal by most people who are looking at it. And so um, I know that was one of the big things that we kind of talked about when we first started. This is like, how can we stop that? And how can we put together a set of guidelines that clubs will know um, you know, how to operate. Oh, correct. A hundred percent on that. I mean, w- what we thought was right, wasn't a hundred percent right. So we we're changing some things. We're making some moves as well on that side. Um, w- we see it every day. There's probably 13 card rooms in San Antonio. Uh, three do business. The other ones may, might get a table a day, might get a table every two or three days. I've heard the horror stories where, uh, you know, the rulings that are made, they're not following rulings from the, you know, Texas or from the tournament directors association or, or whatever rulings they're covering. They're just whatever the floor felt like saying for a friend or allowing them to, to give chips away or, or pay for time with chips. We don't allow any of that. Uh, we keep all the money on the table where it's supposed to be uh, that way. And there's no transferring of any of that, any of the funds. And it, it's uh, it needs to be watched. Uh, it needs to be something brought up. The the people out here listening to it, you need to step up and become part of the programs. Uh, you know, let your voice be heard. We are out there fighting for you. Give us a shot to to help you out and help uh, push poker forward in the state of Texas. That's amazing. You said there's 13 legal rooms operating right now in San Antonio. There are 13 rooms operating in San Antonio. Do you know of any underground rooms that are still operating or have they been completely wiped out already? Uh, there are probably three to five games that I know of any longer when I used to know of 75 games, home games. Wow. Yeah, we've we put a big hit on the, the home games. And a lot of those guys that used to have those, Bill, uh, they play at SA Cardhouse now. I, I've toured uh, all the clubs in Texas and yours stood out. I remember vividly going in there. I loved the layout of your club. It was huge, tall ceilings. But what stuck with me the most is you guys had, I want to say four or five tables of big O playing at the same time. I've never seen that in any other club in any other area. How is it possible that you guys have that big O going around the clock and so many tables? You know, Big O is crazy. Uh, we have a couple of professionals that come in here. One of the guys that wrote the book, Scoop, uh, PLO and Big O, his name's Greg Vail. Uh, he's a poker pro. He wrote the book. He plays in here. We have guys coming from Russia playing here. Uh, they love Big O. Uh, and San Antonio's always had a really weird following for Omaha High Low. Now, all of a sudden, they've all became what, the big O craze. I mean, I went out to Vegas this summer. We were, I was sitting at a one, two, five big O table. And one of the guys was talking about something. And I said, uh, really big O, this is awesome game. Where do y'all play it? Oh, only here. And one of the guys said, no, there's a place in Texas down in San Antonio, Texas. They play big O three to four tables every day. So we went along with it and, uh, I was giggling and I finally said, what's your friend's name? And, 
So he tells me her name and I said, why don't you call her and tell her you're sitting next to Foster? And he <laughs> says, who's that? Who's that? I said, that's me. Call her up. He sends her a text message and she says, oh, I'm not coming to the World Series. I'm heading to San Antonio Courthouse to play Big O. So <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. And she said, tell him hi for me. I'll see him in a few days. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, we get a lot of Big O down here. The players like it because it's a, you know, a high-low game and they enjoy it. Um, it's not your typical game. We also just started spreading a game called Big Easy. Have y'all played this one yet? No, tell us. Six-card high-low. <laughs> it kind of sounds exactly like the progression you said it was they like to play high low high low omaha and that's four card high low and now they like you know high low congress which is four card high low with a fifth card and now you're just throwing in a sixth card it seems like these guys are they really into four five and six cards or are they just action junkies and adrenaline junkies because that's about as much action as you can get <laughs> no, they kind of, they, they surprise me from time to time. The ones who are action junkies are in the beginning, and then they become what everybody wants to call the nit, uh, the yeah. tighter guy after he loses a little bit. One thing from Austin, which is just about an hour shot away down from, from my card house to yours, maybe an hour and a half. I've got regulars that tell me about your Congress games and, and they rave about it. I, I don't, I don't play cause I don't even know how to play with two cards, but you know, I can imagine the action with five cards and what it's like down here. I've had, I've heard some stories, and it's a really good time. Oh, it's it's crazy for sure. I have a question about that big easy. So, is it still you have to play two cards like Omaha, or do you have to play three cards? You have to play two for the high and two for the low out of your hand. Okay, well, I'm going to create a game where you have to play three. I think that'll be interesting. There's a few of those games already out there, Bill. <laughs> ah, <laughs> you beat me to the punch. Well, hey, I want to go back to Social Car Clubs of Texas uh, for a little bit uh, and, and kind of talk about um, k- kind of the reason you know, that that was kind of put together and formed that. I want to kind of get back on that topic and talk a little bit about that because one of the things that we have coming up is the, um, is the Texas Poker Championship Series. And uh, obviously, that's the primary way with which um, the Social Car Clubs of Texas raises funds in order to fund all these legislative efforts and stuff that, that Foster was talking about earlier. Um, so Foster, give, give me your thoughts on kind of the, the tournament itself, the Texas Booker Championship Series. Um, you know, I know SA Cardhouse is, is one of the biggest tournament rooms in the state. I mean, you guys run some massive tournaments, uh, and, and you're one of the guys that you, your club actually kind of helped pioneer this idea of doing the statewide tournament. Uh, it's been, uh, aside from the, the tournament after the raid, it's been a pretty big success. And so I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on, on, uh, where you see the Texas Booker Championship Series going, why should players play in it? Um, and kind of just your thoughts. You know, talking about the Texas Poker Championship Series, uh, it's a big deal. Once again, if if players out there want to have a great tournament, great structure, great organizations to support, this is your tournament. Um, seeing where everybody else is at, you know, the little tournaments or going to Vegas, whatever it may be, they put nothing back into the state of Texas. We're about Texas. We're here for everybody. We're the ones putting it on. We're the ones out there come rain, sun, or shine. Um, you know, it, it needs to be something for everybody to pay attention to and get involved with. Uh, we need to go to the upper level of where we're going. Uh, the state needs to see and hear more people talk about it because, again, uh, this is something for everybody here in the state. And it's an awesome tournament coming up. I mean, the next one coming up, I believe, is two hundred k guarantee with a $500 buy-in. I mean, those are huge numbers that you normally don't see. Uh, you have to get the World Series of Poker or 
uh, WPT or something like that put together to even get that kind of drawing of a crowd. So uh, it's a big deal. Uh, Poker Go is behind it. Annie Up Magazine's behind it. I mean, Gary Platt Chairs is behind it. I mean, there's some big names behind it, and they want to see it be successful. We just need everybody out there that's listening to 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 step up. I mean, if you have questions about Escott or the Texas Poker Championship Series, reach out to us. Send us an email. Uh, put a phone call in. Call us. Uh, I saw one on Facebook the other day, and uh, Ryan, you beat me to the punch talking to the gentleman. But after we answered his questions, he said, "Wow, you know, that's a that's a great deal. I'm behind it." And Foster, I let me ask you that's this. what most people, yeah. Let me ask you, and now I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of ask you the question that, that, that we get asked a lot uh, on here so that people can hear it. So if someone says, Hey, you know, it's a $500 reentry tournament, but a hundred bucks is, is taken out for the club and for Scott, that seems kind of heavy. Like, like why should a player play, even though it's, it's a 20% take on, on the amount entered. And, and what are your thoughts on that? I mean, if you look at any other tournaments you play in, tell me the percentage that they're keeping. Go to the World Series. They're not advocating or fighting for you in anything in life. Uh, I don't think my yeah, players like don't 20, look close to twenty three percent. Yeah, correct. And so when when somebody says that to me, I, I basically tell them, you know, if that's your whole evaluation on what you're looking at and whether you play a tournament or not, you should never play a tournament because you're worried about the rake more than anything. Um, it, that's what the World Series does is a rake. You know, we're providing a huge portion of that $100 is going towards the Escot to fight and protect our rights. That's something everybody should pay attention to, not whose pocket is it going in and we don't know where it's going. We have that to show you. If you want to see it, ask us. We'll put it out there. Yeah, and to clarify, I mean, we'll just we'll just be very straightforward with that because of the hundred dollars, seventy dollars of that goes uh, to uh, the social card clubs of Texas, um, and and the other thirty does go to the club and or the dealers. And so, uh, just you know, for people that are wondering where that actual hundred dollars spread is going, that's actually how it's being divvied up. Uh, sorry, Sam, were you going to say something? Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, the poker player is the tournament poker player is super savvy about the pricing and, and how things work. It's not going to be necessarily how much the rake is or the take, but what are you doing with it? Like when you read on the WSOP at the bottom of the, you know, every tournament structure they have, it tells you, you know, how much is held for the WSOP, how much is fold for the dealers, how much is here, 3% more. Here. It's just like, man, where's all this money going? And then like Foster saying, what are we getting back for it? And so in, in, a, in a unique situation, like Texas Poker Championships, you know, with, with you know, social card clubs of Texas, that money at least is transparent. We've been real upfront in showing what we're doing. You know, we've, we've shown our bill, our legislation trackers, and, and what our lobbyists are doing in there, like on the actual front lines. And so I think the poker player is going to be a little bit more accepting that, okay, this is, you know, anywhere from three to five to 7% more than what I typically pay. But heck, this I'm getting so much more value on the back end. Like we're keeping these clubs alive and keeping the opportunity for those players to keep playing. So Sam, let me, let me just, I'm going to play, you know, the, the skeptical poker player here, uh, even though I know the answer to all these questions, because I think this is something a lot of our listeners would want to know. So, so Scott gets all this money. I mean, they, they add up the numbers, man, they get $50,000 or $30,000, you know, you know, a, a, um, you know, from a tournament, what, what do you do with that money? Like, where does it go? Who are you paying? Can, can you kind of talk about that a little bit? 
Uh, you mean besides myself and my pockets? When I <laughs> Somebody, somebody's got to pay for all the busts, bricks I lay on the, on the poker tour. But uh, in all reality, I mean, we have a team of lobbyists and a team of attorneys. This is my background. I mean, it's what I used to do. The process of creating actual legislation and actual language that's going to be run through the state legislature is not cheap. Like it's a major uphill battle that requires numbers of professionals time. It requires an enormous amount of time spent pushing this bill. And so the overwhelming majority of where this money is going to besides, you know, just the costs of what it takes to send tournament directors to the, to the appropriate locations is truly going to the staffing of our lobby team and our legislative efforts yeah, and so one of the things that, um, that that I also think is is important um, is just kind of talk about it's not just like when when the Texas legislature is in session. You know, we also reach out to district attorneys and uh, you know police chiefs and units across the state. We've been working with several different areas to make sure that we are able to to operate in certain areas and, you know, in, in other clubs. And so it's not just for, not just the Texas Cardhouse and SA Cardhouse. There are other clubs that we've reached out on their behalf to help them clear the path for opening a club in areas where they didn't think they could. And so uh, we spend those resources helping expand poker within the state responsibly, uh, not, not by letting people open underground rooms, but to try to get this legal model established and entrenched uh, to the point to where it's generally accepted by everyone, and there are there are no questions about it. And so I think that's one of the key missions as well is to really try to focus on you know taking care of of clubs, especially you know as, as a team, because a lot of times clubs don't have the resources to do it on their own. I think I think that's exactly right. I mean, there there's strength in numbers and in the legislative and lobbying world, and, and there's serious strength in having a statewide scope. You know, if it was just Texas Cardhouse or just SA Cardhouse pushing their own shit, you're just representing one unique individual set of goals and one customer base. But right now, Social Card Clubs of Texas has a scope from down in the valley, Austin, Houston, all the way out to El Paso and other cities in between. Like your, your impact and scope there, in, at least in the legislative world, when you're pushing legislation, that's huge. That's what it's all about is where, where your numbers and, and how – how many different regions across the strait do you represent? Let's be honest. <clears throat> nobody in the, nobody in the world really cares about poker in Texas. <clears throat> excuse me. Other than the players and the owners of these clubs, the people in Texas, uh, Vegas doesn't care whether we get it or not. I'm sure none of these other these other outside outside states are probably watching us, going like, ah, it'll never stick. And this is everybody's chance, players and owners, to uh, you know put money towards the fight so we can keep poker here in Texas. So, so, you know, if I'm a player and I, and I, and I say, well, Hey, well, how can I help? What can I do? I mean, like, 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 what would you say to them? I'd say go play in this $200,000 guarantee tournament at the end of September, no matter where in Texas you are, there's a city that's not too far from you. So you can come be a part of the solution. Yeah, that's the best thing to say and the most fun return on value. You can actually win some money back and have a good time playing poker too. Yeah, absolutely. So anyone that wants to help join in the join in the tournament, I think it'd be it'd be great. Uh, you know, we, we obviously want to use, you know could, could use your support. Um, the other thing I think we're going to offer up is anyone that actually plays in the tournament. Uh, if you make the day two, uh, we're actually going to let all tournament players who played in the tournament play for free cash uh, on that day two of um, the tournament. So Texas Cardhouse in spring, if you make day two and you bust out, 
hey, you play for the day for free. You can play in the cash game. So uh, we definitely want to take care of all those players that are going to be traveling. We understand that we could have a player coming from um, Midland, Odessa, from from uh, San Antonio, from El Paso. And we want to make sure you guys enjoy yourselves. You make that day too. Uh, we're going to take care of you. Uh, we're also going to make sure that the 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 daily membership for the day is $1. So anyone going out there, you'll pay $1 for your daily membership. You'll be able to play in your day too. And if you bust out, you've traveled all that way, you're playing cash for free all day long. So I think that's something that, that, that as a club, we want to make sure we do to support you guys, uh, the guys that are supporting us. Uh, and, and, and really try to make it as great of an experience as we possibly can because we want to keep growing this thing. And, guys, there's one thing we haven't mentioned. Have you guys seen the hardware we're giving out for this tournament? It's like a six $7,000 diamond bracelet that's, that's like a quarter pound of sterling silver. Have you guys seen the picture of it? Or have you, seen, have you actually held one in your hand? I haven't seen it's it. It's pretty yeah, sweet. Actually, I got the privilege of handing out the very first one to the first you know, winner that we were doing hardware for. And, man, it was down here in San Antonio. And we had crowds of people saying, I need pictures. Like, let me take a picture. Like, everybody wanted to hold it. So, yeah, it was uh, – it was a pretty cool, pretty cool deal. I, I can't lie. Yeah, we did not skimp on that bracelet. It, it is it is a custom designed bracelet just for this, uh, just for the Texas Poker Championship Series. Um, I mean, it's like I mean, our I mean, we're giving out at cost. It was like six or seven grand, so it's very uh, a very nice piece of hardware that I think anyone would be proud to wear. Let's get a picture of that up on the Facebook page so uh, everybody can see that. I've got a new set of posters going out today, so uh, it, it'll be up there absolutely. So by the time this airs, it, it'll be out there. People will be able to see it. Brian, will you make sure that when I do win it, that the post, we can get a real big poster for my mug shot and my face shot? Make sure I want, I want a close up on my face. Oh, I've never watched him play, guys, but I'll take the under on the win on that one if y'all want to spot that. <laughs> okay, so I, I didn't final table the last one. Is that what you're telling me, Foster? Sir, in this world, it's always about what can you do for me now, not what you did okay. for me. Did you okay. final table the last one? Yes, I final tabled I- right beneath Foster. Eyes in his own club with his members scowling at me the whole time. Are you wearing a Texas Cardhouse shirt? Of course. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and, 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 and this has been great. And I, I'm, I'm glad we're able to, to get you on, Foster, and kind of talk about uh, not only SA Cardhouse, but the Social Card Clubs of Texas. Um, my hope is that in our next episode, I'm trying to get um, one of our kind of our lead lobbyists, one of our lead lobbyists on. Uh, the podcast to kind of talk about what it's like uh, lobbying for, you know, legal poker rooms in Texas. And you can kind of hear straight from the guys that are kind of fighting those front lines uh, for all of you. Um, but in the meantime, you, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, our listeners will come out and support us in this tournament. Um, like I said, I'll just go ahead and recap uh, September 20th, 21st and 22nd, that weekend, uh, there will be day ones in Austin, Houston, San Antonio, Midland and El Paso. Uh, and then the second weekend, which is this weekend of the 27th, 27th, 28th, um, all of the day ones will be in Houston with the day two being on September 29th, that, uh, that Saturday, I was assuming that Sunday. So really excited about that. And hopefully you guys will come out and support us. Um, guys, before we wrap up, anything else you want to talk about? Any questions for Foster um, or about social car clubs of Texas that our listeners might have? Uh, anything else you want to discuss? I just want to say thanks for giving me the opportunity, guys, to come on here and visit with you and, and at least relay the message as well. Uh, not coming from, you know, just Texas Cardhouse. It's coming from multiple Cardhouses. But more unique than that, it's coming from all the players in Texas. I mean, we – the players are talking. So you, if you're hearing this podcast, you should know that this 
This isn't just something we've made up. It's for people that want to know what's going on. What are we doing? Uh, join your escort, support the, the, the occasion. I mean, this is something that's, you know, you'll remember 10 years from now, 20 years from now, be a part of it. Help us push and promote this and let's get it. Let's get it fully legal in the state of Texas. Absolutely. I, I, mean, I couldn't have said it any better myself. That's exactly right. And uh, speaking of legal issues, I just want all the listeners to uh, to pay close attention this week to uh, the the legal case that's been going on this week. There's about to be some more uh, some more information that's going to come out. So I'm just going to throw that teaser out there, and maybe we'll get to talk about it next time. But this week is going to be an important week for this uh, legal battle that's going on here in Houston. Yeah, a little birdie told us that the something big's about to something big's about to drop. So that'll be interesting to. Uh, to, to talk about as well, but we'll try to hit on that in the next podcast if we have time. All right. Well, thank you everybody uh, for listening and thank you Foster for, for joining us. Uh, uh, Bill, Sam, as always, it's been a pleasure and I will, uh, um, you know, look forward to meeting with you guys for the podcast for next week and to all of our listeners. Thanks again. And we'll talk to you later.